Luke chapter 11, verse 1 through 4. And it says this, Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us, give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So the disciples asked Jesus how to pray. Okay, in other words, teach us how to pray so things happen. A lot of people pray, but they don't pray and actually believe that things will happen. They pray because that's what people who are saved and people who go to, that's what they do. But if you're going to pray, you need to pray in a way where you know things are going to happen. So they asked him, not praying in vain repetition, but praying and seeing results happen. How many want to see results to your prayers? Right? Everybody wants to see results to their prayers. And Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So what's this mean? We must invoke the name of Jesus. Okay? Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. I promise some of you didn't come ready for all this this morning, but you need to be ready. So what do we, what do we need to first understand? Number one, the purpose. Man was created so that God's kingdom, which is spiritual in heaven, would be established on earth in the physical realm through mankind. And his will would be done on earth in the physical realm as it is in heaven in the spiritual realm. What is being done in heaven? We're not going to turn there, but you can study to show yourself approved in Revelation 4. It talks about how the beast and the 24 elders and the heavenly host worship God that sits on the throne. What's going on in heaven? Worship. God wants that to be done on earth in the physical realm as well. So watch this. When we read Genesis chapter 1, we're given the pattern of how we're supposed to operate in the physical realm as it is being done in the spiritual realm of heaven. In the first 25 verses of Genesis 1, we find that God created by simply speaking a word. Read Genesis chapter 1. He said it, it was done, it happened, he saw the results of what he said. He spoke a word. God said, or in other words, he declared, let there be light, and God saw the light. He spoke it, it happened, and he saw the results of what he said. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion, or other words, authority over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So he gave his creation man authority. You ready? There's a lot more coming here. The same authority that he has. He 
has the authority over the physical realm. There's an important note here. Everything in the physical realm came from the spiritual realm. If you read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, it says it this way. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So since the physical realm is a product of the spiritual realm, if you want to affect the physical realm, you need to tap into the spiritual realm. Let me say that again. There weren't enough amens on that one. Since the physical realm is a product of the spiritual realm, if you want to affect the physical, you need to tap into the spiritual. God created man in his image and likeness and gave him dominion over everything. Then you come to Genesis chapter 2 verse 19 and the Bible says this. It says, out of the ground, the ground, okay, which is the physical realm, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called, or in our word today, declared, each living creature... That was its name. Adam said it. It was established. The power and authority were in the words that Adam spoke. Because God gave him authority. Words are powerful. Look, I, if, I, if, if you leave here with anything today going into this new year, you need to understand that words are powerful. The devil wants you to believe the words will never hurt you, but the Bible says death and life are in the power of your tongue. Too many times people are blaming the devil or they're blaming God, but in all reality it's your own words that you speak over yourself. This lets me know that words have the ability to either make a situation good or make a situation evil. Matthew chapter 12 verse 37 says this, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. There's power in the words you speak. Jesus spoke to the wind and the sea, and it obeyed. He spoke to the dead, and life was restored. He spoke to the blind, and they received their sight. He spoke to the lame and they began to walk. He spoke to the sick and they were healed. He spoke to the water and it turned into wine. He spoke to demons and they had to obey him. He spoke to death in the grave and said, Death, where is your sting? O grave, where is thy victory? He gave us the example of how to declare a thing and it be established unto us. Let's read Mark. I want you to watch this now. Mark chapter 34, Mark chapter 4, verse 36 through 41. It says, Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, meaning Jesus, asleep on a pillow. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? 
Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, this is what you understand, he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? What are we looking at here? He rebuked the disciples because they had the power to do the same thing, but they didn't put that power into action. So many times in this life we're beaten and battered by the storms of life, and it seems as though like the disciples said, we asked Jesus, don't you even care? Anybody ever been there? You asked Jesus, don't you even care? What I'm going through or the situation that I am, don't you care if I live or die? We cry out in desperation, Lord, help me. And he says, I've given you the power and the authority. Where is your faith? You need to declare it. Look, a lot of people get this false mentality when somebody starts preaching like this, that we're talking about this prosperity gospel, name it and claim it, grab it and blab it, junk, where, oh, I can just have whatever I want, whenever I want, in Jesus' name. And this is not what this pastor is preaching about. Because I can tell you this, you can ask and declare until you're blue in the face. But if it doesn't line up with His will and doesn't line up with His word, no matter how many times you declare, it will not be established unto you. That's why it's so important to be in tune with God and His word and know His will for your life so you know the things to declare over your life. But I can tell you this, if there's promises in His word, I don't have to wait around for Him to say, oh, I'll confirm that. Yes, this is for you. That No, if it's in His word, I can declare the promises in His word over my life and it be established unto me. Now, let's go to Mark chapter 11, verse 12 through 13. Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry and seeing far off a fig tree having leaves. Now this is a very important place in Scripture, and I think a lot of people miss actually what this means. He went up to see if perhaps he would find something on it, and when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season for figs. Now, a lot of people read this and say, well, there's no figs because it's not the season for figs. No, what this is talking about is it means that the harvest time for the figs hadn't taken place yet. So there should have been figs on that tree. This is what this means. And in response, in Mark eleven fourteen, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from it ever again. He declared that. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And I mean, no, when Jesus declares something, there ain't nobody going to change that. Because the tree didn't do what it was supposed to do. Glad somebody caught that. Because the tree didn't do what it was supposed to do or what it appeared to do, Jesus said to the tree, he declared, let no one eat the fruit from you ever again. And the disciples heard it. Now let's read Mark 11, 22 through 24. It says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whoever says to this mountain, what's that? When you say something, you're bringing out words. 
Whoever says to this mountain, be removed, or in our words, whoever declares, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. I said it already, so many people pray, but they really don't believe. But this says, if you believe that you receive them, you will have them. Jesus said it, it was established, and they saw the results. And in this whole place right here in Scripture, Jesus was letting them know that the power is in your tongue. You have the the power to declare a thing, and it be established unto you. So with all that said... Victoria, could you come back and play piano? I'm already coming to a close because I'm driving my last point home now. I've been praying this week over different things and thinking about different people. It's hot up here. Praying Praying over different people and different things, the church. You know, I believe in people standing in the gap for other people. And I'm going to tell you this morning, if you don't believe something, I'm going to stand here and believe it for you. If you don't have faith for something, I'm going to stand here and have faith for you. There's even examples in Scripture of people standing in the gap. Greatest example of all is Jesus Christ. But where you go from here, where you go from here, all boils back to the words that you're speaking. You can walk around and say, this is going to be the worst year ever. Or you can walk around and say, you know what, this is my year. Because even though our world might not get better, doesn't mean you have to get worse. Just because our world is sinking doesn't mean you have to sink. When the world's sinking, the church can continue to rise and rise and rise until we meet Him in the air someday. But you know what? We ain't staying there. We're coming back here to rule and reign with Him for all eternity. People think eternity, we're going to be in the clouds in heaven for all our life after this. No, we're coming back. Read the rest of it. But you know what? I don't need to wait until I go and come back to walk in authority. I can walk in authority right now, even before I go see him. And so can you. It all boils down to where's your faith? Where's your faith? If you're new here this morning, trust me, I get very passionate when I preach. But it's because I know what God can do and I know what God's capable of when you stand on the Word of God and you stand in faith and you declare and you stand in agreement for your life, for your family's lives and for those around you. God can do it. I've come to start off the year with a declaration. And this this, this week I kept adding to this little by little. And I believe everybody can take something from this. Because going into this year, 
You need to stop declaring what, and speaking what the enemy's doing and start speaking and declaring what God is doing. I'm not disregarding your hard times. I'm not throwing your bad situations and saying they don't exist. They exist. I'll never tell you they don't exist. I'm not saying don't pretend that it's not there. Your situation's there. But man, I'm going to declare that I know that I serve a God that's going to do whatever He has to do to take what the devil meant for evil and turn it around for good. No matter what you're facing. No matter what state our world is in. Look, I don't care who's in office, God is still God. I don't care who the governor is, God is still God. I don't care what any authority people are in today, God is still and always will be God and you need to declare the goodness of God over your life. Too many people walking around in the dumps because they're too focused on who's sitting in office instead of who's sitting on the throne. That's good right there. That's good. Better remember that one. What's more important is who's sitting in the throne. And we have that authority. So I've done to come to declare some stuff. I've said that twice now. I'm going to get it now. I declare that this altar is holy ground. No longer will people come here for prayer just because someone made an altar call or the church service is almost over. But I declare lives will be changed here. I declare that deliverance will be done here. I declare that habits will be broken off of your life. I declare souls will be saved here by the power of Jesus Christ. I declare healings will be done here. I declare that broken hearts will be restored by the power of Jesus Christ. I declare broken families will be put back together in 2022. I declare the devil is defeated and he's been defeated since Jesus said it is finished. The battle is over and I declare today that your mind process doesn't continue with oh he's going to get me. No, your mind process I declare is going to be the devil has already lost and he's got no authority over my life. I declare that financial breakthrough will happen in your life. I declare you'll never be the same again. Look, I didn't plan on doing this, but I'm tired of seeing people stand, uh, walk around in, in financial stress. You want a financial breakthrough, I'm going to say this, do what God has asked us to do. You want to know what God asked you to do? Read your word. I'm not going to drive that anymore. You want a financial breakthrough? You do what God has asked you to do. Because I'm going to tell you this this morning. God does not honor disobedience. He honors obedience. I declare that past lifestyles are changed. I declare that souls will be added to this church more than any other year. And not just because it happens on Sunday morning, but I declare that the people in this church will start leaving this place on Sunday mornings and they're going to go out and do all they can to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ because you have a part to play in the kingdom of God. Souls be added to this church. I declare there's going to be a new thing here in this place. 
We've had some good times. We've had some good services. But we ain't seen nothing yet. I declare there's going to be a new thing come up out of this church. And you know what? I wish it would come up out of every church. But I can tell you right now, that's not always the case. When you got churches bowing and believing things that they never should have started believing and approving of things that they never started should have proven, I declare that this church will never change its belief system and will always stand on the Word of God because that's when God does something and does something big. We're not called to compromise. We're not called to blend in. We're called to be set apart. We're called to be different and show people what a life with Jesus Christ can do. I declare that in 2022, we'll not be afraid to step out in faith. Don't be afraid to step out in faith. I declare that in 2022, new heights will be accomplished. I declare that walls in your life that have been keeping you from the things of God be knocked down in Jesus' name. Look, some of, you, some of you have been walking around through 2020 and through 2021 and every time something happens, you're putting a brick on that wall. Well, I declare you release those things to God and He's going to blow that wall out so you can receive everything that God has for your life. I'm even going to step out in faith as we look around. We all know we need it. I declare a bigger space is coming for this church. We might have tried some stuff and looked into some stuff. Hey, I'm not going to pursue something that God says no on. But I'm going to tell you what. When I declare something and I'm going to believe that God's going to open a door wide open and we're going to have a church big enough that we can fill this three times. God's going to do something. I declare overflow in your life. What do I mean by overflow? You're not just going to have what you need. You're going to have more than enough. And it's not so you can be blessed to keep it to yourself. It's going to be so you have overflow in your life that you're blessed so you can bless other people with the overflow that's coming out of you. I declare new levels of spiritual excellence in this place. I want to say this as nice as possible, but some of y'all need to step up your game. Did pastor just say that? Absolutely I did. And I declare for 2022, some of you that have been sitting on the bench, it's time to get up and grab your bat and start standing on the plate and start taking some for Jesus Christ. It's not called to sit on the sideline. You're called to get out there and you're called to do something for the glory of God. I declare a new level of intimacy with God in your life. I declare that His church is going to be a vital entity in this community. I believe God desires for something powerful to take place in His church that's not happened around this area before. I declare a new release in our praise and worship. Let me tell you what, some of you got more than what you've been bringing. You get out of it what you put into it. Oh, I don't like this song. I don't like that song. I don't care what song you like or don't like. If you can't worship with a song you don't like, then you don't have a heart of worship. A heart of worship, you know what? You should be able to come to church and not an instrument up there, not a singer up there, and you should be able to worship God no matter what's being played or not being played. 
Because it's not about what's being played, it's where, you, where your heart is. A new atmosphere of worship. You know what? I declare right now, I'm adding this to it. I declare that we're not going to wait for times of altar. And people are going to get so touched by the power of worship that our people are going to mingle around these altars and lay hands for one another way before an altar call is even called. God gave us the power and the authority to declare a thing. And I declare for this church and for your life, greater things have yet to come. I declare that 2022 will be our best year yet. It's up to you what you believe and what you don't want to believe. I'm going to declare these things whether you're in agreement or not. Why? Because I don't need to wait for a bunch of other people to be in agreement for me to claim the authority that God has given me. I don't need to wait around for some committee meeting or for some, for some church membership meeting to declare things over this church. I'm not going to wait to declare when people are on fire. I'm going to declare it now so you can get on fire expecting the things of God to change your life. I declare whatever the enemy has stolen from you in 2021, it's going to come back more than you ever even had before in 2022. I declare that your family will be saved. I declare that your friends will be saved. Why? Because we have the power to declare a thing. And it be established unto us. And everything I said right now, I know lines up with the word of God. Don't even question me on it. Because when Jesus said, the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, everything I just declared is an abundant life that's only found in Jesus. I declare that some of you who have been strapped financially and you feel like you've been only making ends meet, I declare in 2022, you're going to have more than enough to be able to bless other people that can't pay their bills right now. Blessing other people. I'm only blessed because of Him. I only have what I have because of Him. But I like it greater to give than to receive because I can tell you this and I know other people can attest around this room when you step out in obedience and you give to somebody or give to this or give to that or know somebody's in need and you take care of somebody look even if it's the last 10 bucks you got in your wallet and somebody says to you man I really need 10 dollars to buy this and you know they're struggling and you got the 10 dollars in your wallet even if it's your last 10 dollars I'm telling you what when you bless somebody God's bringing it back to you more than what you even had in your wallet and you know what? I'm not just talking about financially it's going to come back to you either. Every area of your life. We've preached about it before. Jesus said, I want to open up the windows of heaven. Every area of your life, he wants to bless you. And so you need to start declaring things over every area of your life. And watch what God will do. Let's all stand.